Welcome to the Michigan Opportunity, an economic development podcast featuring candid conversations with business leaders across Michigan. You'll hear firsthand accounts from Michigan business leaders and innovators about how the state is driving job growth and business investment, supporting a thriving entrepreneurial ecosystem, building vibrant communities, and helping to attract and retain one of the most diverse and significant workforces in the nation. Hello, I'm your host, Ed Clemente, today, and I uh, appreciate you being here at the podcast. And we're very fortunate to have Dawn Batts. She's the capital strategist at Tech Town Detroit. Welcome to the show, Dawn. Thank you. It's good to be here. Yeah, I'm really excited because what you're doing is pretty exciting, but your title is uh, unique that I've never heard it before. <laughs> but can you explain to people if you go to a party or something or you run into someone and you tell them what you do? Uh, you probably are not familiar with it because we made it up. <laughs> um, <laughs> that helps. Yes. So so it's not a common title, but it's one that we thought was very relevant for the work that I do at Tech Town. And we thought that because I look at how do we help entrepreneurs specifically, early startup companies, understand capital, you know, understand um, how do I get money? And at the same time, how do they align their milestones to get that money? You know, I always say all money is not the right money at the right time. So we're looking at capital, but we're looking at it very strategically. Could you sort of give also a little brief explanation of what TechTown is? Yes, TechTown is the entrepreneur hub of the city of Detroit. We've been around for ooh, almost 20 years now. So we have our footprint there. We support small businesses in the retail space, as well as tech companies. Um, and we support them in various ways. We have programs, you know, where we help companies um, on the tech side from ideal, just wrote it down on a napkin, all the way through revenue generating. Um, and as well on the small business side, we help companies establish their presence in the community. Yeah. In fact, I'm on a board that's located in your building, Global Ties Detroit. Mm -hmm. And but you have quite a few interesting and you're getting more tenants lately, I think, uh, as probably as COVID's have made people change their perspectives. But I know you I've read a couple of things in Cranes where you've, more people have located, too. Yes, we uh, in fact, it's, it's increased over the uh, this year. We've seen an increase in the number of people coming back to those spaces. So we're very happy about that. Yeah. And, and how did you get into this field? I know you've got a, I'm going to put you on the spot with your original, I think it's your bachelor's degree is in anthropology, right? Actually, my, my PhD is in anthropology. <laughs> <laughs> That's even better. So wait, so I'm going to go off track a little bit, but um, so you had to do a thesis and a dissertation in anthropology. Well, I did my dissertation in anthropology. Yes. What was it? It was um, it was around how urban professional Chinese women perceive gender equality in China. So I actually did my research in China. Where at? What city? Oh, you won't believe this, Ed. Wuhan. Oh, you're kidding me. <laughs> no, I'm not. Wow. I am not. Yeah. Luckily, you're out of there in time. Um, yeah, yeah. Right. That's because Wuhan's a huge city, though. People don't even mm -hmm. know in America how big it is. I think yeah, it's almost 10 like 10 million. million. How many? Mm -hmm. About 10 million people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I'm like, that's the size of Michigan, the entire state of population. <laughs> um, and can you just tell us where you got all your degrees from? Because I think it's always interesting. Yes, it is. I am actually a product of Detroit Public Schools, first and foremost. Let me say Where'd that. Where'd you go to high school? Uh, Renaissance High School. Yeah. Oh, very good. Very good. Yeah. yeah. 
And I also attended Michigan State. That was my first stop. And then I went to the University of Michigan and I ended at Wayne State with my PhD. You know, I, I, I we I've had other guests on, but we always talk and you'll get a question on this a little bit later. But um, how important to like a liberal arts degree sometimes is to actually help you in a more specialist field or to be more open minded, too, I think. You you just hit it. Yeah, I get the question often, why anthropology? So my undergrad was in accounting. My master's was in business administration. <laughs> and then I rounded it with anthropology. And the reason why, I was really interested in understanding how people make sense of their lives, right? And when you think about that in a business context, it usually ends up in one or two buckets. And that would be marketing, like how do we sell more to people? Or in a human resource type of way where we're looking at how do we how do we help work with people? And I was uh, interested in a little bit deeper understanding of how people move about, you know, how they not so much make decisions, but make sense out of their lives. And anthropology, uh, anthropology was the answer. Yeah. In fact, we should use that to dovetail into the big project you're working on with angels, because Obviously, the first thing you learn in any marketing class is who's your target market, right? So I imagine a lot of your anthropology degree would help identify folks who you're trying to to make them make them understand. Why don't you first of all tell us what an angel is? Because you belong to an angel group, or you started one, right? Yep, I am a co-founder of Commune Angels, which is based out of Detroit. Mm-hmm. And tell people what angels do, say versus venture capital. Hmm, that's that's another common question. So angel um, investors use their own money to invest in early startup companies, whereas a venture capitalist um, use other people's money to invest in early startup companies. Angels are typically, um, after family and friends, angels are typically the first money in. So I always tell people like um, some people might have had a spouse pass away from cancer or something, and they've got extra capital and they just care so much about that issue that they'll support it maybe differently. But I imagine there's also pure business people, angels too, I guess. Uh, For sure. So angels come different ways. Some of them were founders themselves and then they may have had an exit, meaning their company was acquired for a a sum of money that allowed them to be able to invest in other companies. Um, But angels also come through people who may have high high paying jobs and high net worth people. Um, who have been able to accumulate wealth um, over time, and they invest that money into early startup companies. And hopefully, if they do well, they will um, earn a lot of money from their investments as well. So why don't you mention what your target is through, and we should put a plug in for uh, Ned Stabler too, right? What is right, Ned's right. title? <laughs> I don't know off the top of my head. What's Ned's title? He is the CEO. Okay, good. Town. Yes, yes, yes. And very supportive of this. So to Ned's credit and um, some of our other team members, Paul Reiser comes to mind as well as uh, Marlo Renter. Um, and they saw the need in the ecosystem. So our program, the Calus Angel program, is an EDA funded program, federal dollars. Yeah, EDA is the Economic Development Administration, right? Thank you. Yes, all of these acronyms we have, MEDC, EDA. Yes, thank you for that. Um, and it was a federal grant that we received to train 200 underrepresented angels in the Great Lakes regions over a three-year period. So it's a tall order, but it's one that will have tremendous impact in our ecosystem if we do it well. 
I want to emphasize, you said Great Lakes, so people need to understand mm-hmm. how many states are is your catch basin, kind of? We're talking six states here, so Michigan, Wisconsin, Minnesota, Indiana, Illinois, and Ohio are the six states that we're including in the Great Lakes region. So when you got the grant, that was written in the grant that they wanted you to do that big of a basin to... Yeah, actually, we wrote it because we understood 200 is a large number, and to do it in Michigan alone, uh, we wanted to make sure that we had you know enough ground to cover. But also, it's a regional play, right? You know, so when you start talking about early startup companies, um, the more we have the region involved, and the more successful we will be. And is there sort of like you've formed this association? You said of angels is that the way it usually works like do they all know each other or they're little like uh clubs like you know i know there's <laughs> we had one guest on was the northern angels or something yes yes it. yes those guys so there are two different pieces um for me i am a co-founder member of community angels which then uh, that's a separate organization then there's tech town who received the eda grant itself so the 200 individuals that we're looking to train, there's three parts of the grant that I'll talk about shortly, but the 200 individuals would not, may or may not be part of any angel group. Uh, these are relatively new individuals that we are looking, uh, who may be interested in angel investing and never heard of it. You know, it's, a, it's an asset class that's not, um, may not be talked about at everybody's dinner table often. You know, so we, we want to make sure that it be, it's an asset class that people know about and that they have the training behind it. I would also imagine this is, I'm naive on this, so you're helping me, but if people have money, they probably sometimes don't want to let people know they have money too, right? So, <laughs> so, I mean, they don't mind being an investor, but they might also, they don't want to get hit on by a bunch of other groups, right? If they say they got money. So how do you kind of identify people? That, that, is, that is something that we, every day we think about, you know, I always say angels don't have wings or at least not outside where you can see them. So understanding the journey is extremely important. And this is where anthropology comes in again, right? Understanding the nuances of the journey, particularly for underrepresented angels is very, very helpful. Um, when it comes down to it, a lot of it comes down to one-on-one conversations. So once you start a conversation with a group of people or a person, than just having that one-on-one conversation. Um, so we look in spaces and places that we think, you know, they would naturally uh, be like existing angel groups, you know, um, like a commune, like you mentioned, Northern. We have probably over a dozen angel groups in Michigan alone, you know, so wow. we can even start there. Yeah, we can start. We have about 1,500 angels that's been identified in Michigan um, of say, the, say that number again, 1,500? About 1,500 um, that's been cow, identified that in Michigan, yes, um, out of the about 340,000 that have been identified nationwide. So, but yeah, we have about 1,500 in Michigan. Um, so we start with those because they know other people. We start with um, that group and we see if they can recommend people. We start with people we know. It might be an angel next door, you know, someone that may be, um, you know, an executive at a company or just have, you know, worked at a company for a long period of time and in a management type position. Um, so we're looking for those people who meet the, uh, first meet the SEC definition of accredited investor, because that is an important part of identifying people. 
Securities Exchange Commission, correct? Security and Exchange Commission, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, no, no, no. I, we, we get all the alphabet soup even here at the MDC, but I mean, everyone has alphabet soups in whatever field they're in. <laughs> but, um, but I would imagine, too, if you identify, now, I don't know, how long have you been doing this project now? How long has it been? It hasn't been that, it's new. Not right? long at all. Yeah, we received the grant October 1 of 2021, and we kicked it off earlier this year. And so, as you identify people, do you do mainly like one-on-ones or is it like a classroom setting or what do you do? It's a combination. We do it through info sessions on a quarterly basis. Um, we also do it through sometimes people reach out or recommend people. Um, and then like the angel groups, we may reach out to them and they may recommend people. And then we're going to one-on-one conversation. So it's a process. I would imagine that's where your accounting degree helps a little bit too, because you can also talk them through the math side of it, right? Yeah, a little bit of money. Yes, a little bit of uh, the risk part. I spent some time in the investment industry as well. So that helps tremendously because I spent um, over a decade with institutional investors where we manage institutional funds. So I have an understanding from a compliance or regulatory perspective that I can talk through uh, from an operations perspective. And then um, just being in the space on an almost daily basis so I can um, you know, just kind of help them through that that understanding. And you've been at TechTown longer than Ned. So uh, you, you and I had a previous friend, uh, Randall Charlton, right? Yeah, interesting. I left TechTown. I was there early on as the um, interim CFO or chief financial officer. And then left and spent some time um, consulting, spent some time in the investment industry, as I mentioned. And then I came back two years ago at the height of the pandemic to help solve uh, one of the challenges that we saw in the ecosystem, which was um, getting money to, you know, to some early stage entrepreneurs, particularly in the Detroit area. But you also with this, if I remember hearing you correctly when we talked before, but you also have some target like groups you sort of want to make sure that get identified, right, too, a little bit? Yeah, so we, when we, um, this grant is specifically for underrepresented uh, angel investors. So we're defining that as Black angel investors or new investors, um, women, you know, um, angel investors, uh, as well as Latinx. So just, a, you don't have to give me an actual number, but it's like the vast majority, probably not those three groups, right? Oh, by far, it's not. <laughs> I didn't know if maybe women were big. I didn't know of that group at least. No, actually about 30% of angel investors are women and, you know, nationally. So that number is has increased over the last year or so, which is good, but it's still by far um, a low number when you look at the percent of, you know, women just in the, you know, in the country in general. You're listening to the Michigan Opportunity, featuring candid conversations with Michigan business leaders on what makes Michigan a leading state to live work and play listen to more episodes at michiganbusiness.org forward slash podcast do you have any other partners or any other uh, stakeholders mm-hmm. you wanted to mention too well, yes they and they are very important in this project so we have three and uh, one is a very local which is the um uh, and i was smart you know with systems you know so he helps out with that recruitment he's he's a you know, he's an icon in, in this industry, so he's been around for a while, and he can help make some of those connections. We also have the Angel Capital Association, and they are the uh, National Association for Angel Investors. 
And the Angel Capital Association is bringing the training. They have Angel University. So we don't have to recreate the content. We can just connect um, the new investors to that particular content. And we work with them closely you know, to uh, make sure that the investors have access to that. And then the third is VentureWell. And they're very known on the, um, the founder side of things. And what we do with them is connect angels to become mentoring residents for founders. So we didn't demystify angel investing for new founders. And at the same time, we help angel investors understand the founder's journey so that they can learn more, uh, learn more about due diligence and be able to make confident investment decisions. You know, I, I mean, just, I didn't know anything about it till you guys approached me and I'm so glad you guys did. Uh, and, and I think that it's just like a great project. It sounds like, and I'm hoping it really takes off for you guys and you really can do well. And, you know, I, maybe, maybe we'll hear more about this hopefully soon, you know, in your near future. Um, what about you though, individually, like if you could go back and sort of like, is there any other, like, before I get to that, let me ask, is there anything else on your horizon you think that might be a disruptor for this industry too? Yeah, yeah, actually, I, I think so. Detroit and Michigan has garnered a lot of attention lately. Um, you have um, Amazon, you know, you have Plug and Play that's here. You have um, uh, Apple, you know, Apple Developer Academy is in Detroit. It's the only one in the country to my knowledge. So we're getting a lot of play from technology type organizations. I think we're poised to become a place for tech. Um, in the last five years, from like 2015 to 2020, I think there was an 800% increase in investment, venture capital investment in startup companies. So I think we're poised well, and we need to lean into that. Um, and I think we will you know, begin to see a lot of innovation in this area, and we need the capital to support that innovation. So I think there's something for us to, to look out and embrace um, and see what happens. Well, not only that, I... I uh, think, uh, you know, I listen to a lot of podcasts myself and, uh, but I mean, it was funny. I heard one about Bangladesh where like maybe 20, 30 years ago, 10% of the women were even educated, right? Or literate. And now it's like 90%. And that's really changing because look how many more people you're adding to the market or to that kind of pool of people can do stuff. And I mean, you can say the same thing about Detroit because a lot of people are getting exposed to things that never was on the radar before, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, and, I, and it's it's time. We it's time for us to embrace it, which is why this project becomes even more important. If you have more innovation, you have textiles who just came back to Detroit, right? You have more innovations. You need more capital to support that innovation, um, in in order for it to really take off. Um, so that kind of blended into the next question, which is, what advice would you give your seventeen year old self or any mini commencement speech at Renaissance High? <laughs> Yeah, that's a good one. I, you know, I think it's to create and innovate, you know, don't be afraid to fail. You know, I think oftentimes we need permission to fail, um, but innovation comes through failure oftentimes. So I would, I would tell my 17 year old self to try to, to come up with something, solve a problem that's usually right in front of you um, and see where it goes. So you weren't always an innovator? I, I was, you know, not quite. And remember, I started with accounting, right? You know. Yeah, right. That's that's the other side of the brain, right? <laughs> right, right. So I started with accounting, but since then, I've become much more innovative and, and taking many more risks. <laughs> is there one person too? Is because you you're in a leadership position, but is there anyone historical you admired in a leadership sort of situation? Like you would like kind of follow their path a little bit. 
uh, historical, but they're still living. Yeah. Warren Buffett. I like historical better because it's easier. Because <laughs> not everybody, you know, you, the, the the jury's not out on everybody around. So. That, that, that is very true. That is very true. Um, but but I, I would have to say, you know, a Warren Buffett is, is huh. someone that, um, and then Michelle Obama. You know, if I had to meet two people, if I could meet two people, um, those might be the top of my, my list. Yeah, both good choices. Um, so the last question I have for you is your simplest one, but I would imagine you probably have some favorite things you like to do in Michigan. Or so, would you? Is there some place you like to go, or is there some festivals you like, or anything like that? Wow, it's so many things. That's the great thing about Michigan because of our different seasons. We have inside, outside. You know, we have all sorts of things to do. Um, two things that come to mind: I love riding horses. Um, so, okay. yeah, so I just uh, started looking for a stable to, you know, to ride again. So that's one of the things that I love to do around this time. And then recently I went to a, a jazz concert in the neighborhood of Palmer Park, which I thought was super cool. Um, and a lot, you know, where we had a tent and just doing some old school jams, as they call it. But that was just really nice um, to have that as a, a evening, a nice evening um, out. Yeah, it's there's so many different answers we get with that question too all the time because a lot of it is, you know, something that's unique to your personality. Obviously, those are two things we've never had combined. I think jazz and horse riding. So uh we do appreciate you having an open minded. I I appreciate that. Um well Anyway, I just want to say thanks again to our guest today, uh, Dawn Betts. She's the capital strategist at Tech Town Detroit. And you were a fascinating guest, and I really enjoyed talking with you. And I hope you great luck on that, and hopefully we'll hear more about it in the future and with your project. Yeah, thank you for having me, and I look forward to giving you an update in the near future. Join us next week, where our guest is Christopher Gerwood. He's the executive director for the Detroit region Aerotropolis. 4,000 acres of development-ready land around two large, busy airports. The Michigan Opportunity is brought to you by the Michigan Economic Development Corporation. Join us and make your mark where it matters. Visit michiganbusiness.org forward slash radio to put your plans in motion.